a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I get into the stories, I wanted to give a trigger warning for story number four for sexual assault. If you want to avoid that one, I'll have the story labeled down in the timestamps below. All that being said, I hope you all enjoy this one. And remember, if you have your own scary story that you would like to share with me here on the channel, send it to southerncannibal.com. All that being said, let's get into the stories. When I was 14 years old, my mom had dropped me off at the dentist office, which happened to be located inside the closest mall to home. She told me to give her a call when my appointment finished, but I had forgotten to bring my cell phone with me. I wasn't there long, maybe 20 minutes tops. I had no way of calling my mom, so I thought I could ask the receptionist if I was able to use the office phone, but they were using it. So I waited and waited. I waited for five to 10 minutes, but to me, it felt like the longest minutes of my life. The phone was still in use when I decided to look for a phone booth in the mall. Now, I wasn't really sure if the mall had any, but it didn't hurt to look, right? Or so I thought. As I walked to the main entrance where I assumed the public phones would be at, if any, I noticed three men walking opposite of me on the other side of the pathway. One of them acknowledged me and tapped on the shoulders of the other two, then pointed to me and then whispered something amongst themselves. Red flags immediately went off. That day, the mall was relatively empty, not too much people around to shop, so I made the decision to turn back to the dentist's office. Then they crossed over to my side and started to follow me. That's when I panicked. My heart started racing as I picked up my pace. When I reached the turn to the office down the hall, I looked back to see if they would still follow me there. They did. As I got closer, I saw the restrooms on my left and debated whether to go and hide in there, but I noticed they were locked, so I kept walking. I spotted a family sitting on the bench just outside of the office, so I quickly decided to stay next to them as the seats inside the office were completely filled. I then turned to the direction from where I came from to see if the men were still there. They were now standing and smiling at me before walking towards the restrooms out of sight. I knew they weren't actually inside there since they were locked. I waited a few more minutes, but they stayed hiding. 
I assumed waiting for me to walk by again, but I walked inside of the office to finally make my call and go home. I will never go back to that mall again. Please be aware of your surroundings. I'm a 16-year-old female, but at the time of the story, I had just turned 14. And with this, was just starting to get some freedom and trust to be more independent. The story I'm going to share is something me and my best friend experienced together. Like I said before, we were getting trusted to do more things on our own, like going to the mall and stuff. Me and my friend Aileen had gone to the mall together all by ourselves. She and I had been running around the store carelessly and had been having a great time when we wanted to stop by for the photo booth. So me and her go sit in there and after we take the pictures, I tell her that I'm going to go throw away something. The nearest trash can was about 30 feet away, I think. So I walk towards the trash can and I see these five guys standing by it. They look to be around the ages of 18 to 20. I had noticed them looking at me and so I smiled at them before walking away, not giving it another thought, and we just keep going around in the mall. Over the span of about an hour, I see them about five to seven times, but I just thought it was a coincidence. Well, me and Aileen take a short break, and we sit down on a bench in between the stores, just talking. We see the boys yet again, but this time much closer to us. They're kind of just walking around in slow circles all around us. I wasn't paying much attention to them, but that's what it seemed like. Well, after a few minutes of this, one of them comes up to me and starts speaking Spanish to me. I speak Spanish as well, so it wasn't that hard to communicate and see what he wanted. He went on to tell me just how beautiful my big blue eyes are, and I just said thank you. He kept giving me compliments about my appearance. And I just kind of looked at my friend, giving her that, we really need to leave, look. The guy starts asking for my Instagram, and I'm more than uncomfortable at this point, so I just tell him no thank you. He keeps pushing for it, and inching closer to us. After he gets that I'm not giving him my Insta, he opens up Snapchat, and he asks for my Snap. And again, I just tell him no. He keeps pushing it, and asking for different social medias as well, as well as my number. I'm getting really overwhelmed at this point. I then stand up, and I get in his face, telling him, No, I'm not giving you shit. And at this, he seems to get the hint, but he moves on to Aileen to do the same exact thing, asking for her socials. I didn't even let him finish a sentence before I then yell at him to leave us alone. I then grab Aileen, and we speed walk away. I was beyond mortified. I told Aileen that we needed to tell her parents about it when they go pick us up, but she kept saying it wasn't a big deal and to drop it, so I did. I noticed those guys a few more times on the way out of the store and in the parking lot waiting for Aileen's parents to come get us. I even got a little worried that they were following us, but I'm sure that was just in my head. When I finally got home, I told my mom about it. She went on to explain to me that things like this will just happen to young women, and I need to be careful. This next part really freaks me out. I don't remember how I got this piece of information. I think my mom told me, 
But I somehow found out that there was a sex trafficking ring all around that mall. My mama told me that those guys were probably a part of it and that she was really proud of me for not giving them my socials. As if I'd be stupid enough to do that. But anyway, that's my story. To all the young women and men out there, do not give your socials or anything else to any stranger who asks. Always tell your parents about the situation and let them handle it. My name is Emily and I'm currently 20 years old, but the story happened to me when I was about 14 to 15. Me and my family took a road trip one weekend to a mall about two hours away from my hometown. It was my mom, grandmother, brother, and myself. The mall was located in a smaller town in Georgia and we had visited many times before. During this time in my life, I really wanted to be able to go off on my own. So I split up from my family at the time and decided to go into Claire's. If you don't know what Claire's is, it's basically a jewelry store for mainly younger slash adolescent girls. This will be important for later. I walked inside and started browsing around the store. After about two to three minutes into looking around the store, I noticed an older man looking at some headbands and other girlish things. I wanted to look at them as well, and so I walked over and stood about six feet away from him. I've been listening to scary stories since I was young, so in my mind, I thought it was odd that he was here by himself. I mean, I was expecting his daughter to come up or someone else to be with him. As we were standing there for a while, not one person ever approached him. The man then turns to me and he asks about which ones I like the best and I gave him my honest opinion. I think that he mentioned something about shopping for his daughter, so I tried to help him the best that I could. I originally had an uneasy feeling about him being there alone, but since he said he was shopping for his daughter as a surprise, I really tried to shake the uneasy feeling I had. I started moving away from him to other sections of the store, just looking at everything, and I noticed he had moved to every section I went to, and would continue to ask me questions. He eventually asked something along the lines of where I was from, and I tried my best to just give him a vague answer. I mean, I don't want some random older man knowing where I lived, even if we were far away from home. I kept moving around the store to kind of see if he would just check out and leave already, but he just continued to browse the store. I eventually checked my phone to a couple of missed calls and texts from my mom, so I texted her back and decided to leave. I knew that she was in the next building over, so as I walked out of the door and into the right, I suddenly saw my mom. She was walking right towards me, so I smiled. I suddenly saw the happy expression leave her face. I can't really describe the expression it had afterwards, as I'd never seen my mom look like that before. She started talking to me as we were walking to the store where my grandmother and brother were. Once we were inside, my mom then told me and my family that she had a really bad feeling and that's why she called and texted me so many times. And after a few minutes with no response from me, she decided to head over to Claire's to check on me. I just so happened to walk out when she was coming over. My mom went on to say then as soon as I walked out of the door, the man who had been following me rushed out of the door after me and looked like he was going to grab me and that once he saw my mom walking towards me and talking to me, 
She said the man's expression changed, and he looked pale. Before I could even notice what happened and turned around, she said the man took off. I've never been more grateful for my mom's intuition. I really don't know what could have happened if she didn't come over and meet me when she did. We never called the police about it, and I have no idea if he ever did anything to anyone else. I really wish we could have done something, but he left so quickly, and all my mom was focused on was that I was safe. We always thought that town was safe, so the rest of the trip and subsequent ones, I always stayed really close to my mom. I'm always super cautious when I'm out in public, and I now carry pepper spray and knives. Please protect yourselves, and don't turn away from your gut feelings. They very well may save your life one day. Back in 2018, I used to have this friend, Keely. We were practically inseparable, and we hung out almost every day. One early fall night, we decided to catch a late night movie at a theater in downtown Denver. We ended up catching the last showing of some ridiculous raunchy comedy that was very popular at the time. The movie theater is in the middle of an outdoor mall called the 16th Street Mall, so we had to park the car a few blocks away and walk about five minutes to the theater. On our way to the movie, we noticed this guy across the street dressed head to toe in white street clothes, with the exception of a blue bandana I spotted in his jacket pocket, and he was trying to get our attention. At first, we thought he was talking to someone near us, as it was an open mall, and even though it was about 9 o'clock at night, it was still fairly crowded. After a few minutes, we had just forgotten about the whole thing. Then about a second later, the man crosses the street and stands right in front of me and Keeley, blocking our way. He starts asking Keeley for her number and saying how fine she was. Both of us immediately got weird vibes from him. We politely said no thank you, but we were about to be late for a movie and we really had to go. He then said, Well, I guess I'll see you after then. As we then walked quickly towards the theater. We eventually got into the movie and within about 20 minutes, the man wasn't on either of our minds. The real scary part happened after we left the theater. The movie ended at around 11 o'clock, and the mall was basically empty at this time, except for the few packed bars and late-night restaurants that were still open. We start walking back to Keeley's car and talking about our favorite parts of the movie, but we were stopped dead in our tracks when I spotted the same man dressed in all white standing against a wall across the street from us. Hoping he didn't see or recognize us, we picked up our pace a little, and we kept walking to the parking garage where the car was. About a minute later, the man then comes up behind me and Keeley and says, Oh hey, there you girls are. Then pushes in between us and puts his arm around Keeley, preventing her from running away. Now, we're both in college at this time, and my major just so happens to be criminal justice. Because of this, I tend to be more aware of situations. The second he placed his arm around her, I began frantically trying to get the attention of a bouncer to a club that was standing outside. Unfortunately, however, the bouncer was distracted and was talking to another staff member. When I started looking back at Keeley, I saw the man move his hand from her shoulder and start grabbing her breast. 
I definitely didn't want to leave my friend alone with this man, so I then gave up on grabbing the attention of someone, and then focused on how I was going to get him away from her. I decided to draw my pace a half step, so I was just barely behind my friend and the man, and that's when I then saw a taser in the man's back right pocket. His left arm was around Keeley, meaning his right hand was free to grab said taser. To our luck, he never got the chance to use that. We keep walking with this man until eventually we're out of the mall and about a block away from the parking garage. I still am desperate looking for an opportunity to get us both out of there, but it was 11 o'clock at night at this point. Downtown was almost completely empty. The whole time we were walking, he was telling my friend how beautiful she was and how he'd love to take her away to some island. He went on to say how he saw us and how he just knew that his friends would love us and so he waited outside the theater for us. At this point, we were now standing right in front of the door to the garage. I 100% didn't want to go into the garage with this man. As Keeley was starting to say that we were at the garage, I interrupted her and lied, saying that this was the one that was full, and that we actually parked in the one that was just up the street, just to buy us some time. Then, like a saving grace... I noticed a couple walking their dog coming around the corner. I take the presence of the other people as an opportunity to get away, and I then start screaming at the man to leave us alone and get his hands off of her. The man begins to reach towards the taser in his pocket. But thankfully, the couple hearing the commotion came running over, asking what the problem was. I then grabbed Keeley's arm and yanked her from the man's grip, all the while saying he was following us and that we had no clue who he was. The woman motioned for us to come and stand behind her and the dog while her boyfriend gets up in this guy's face telling him to fuck off. The guy gave me and Keeley one last extremely unsettling look, then just ran off in the opposite direction. I thanked the couple for everything, and I told them the whole story from when we first saw the man to when I saw them around the corner. The couple offered to walk us to our car, and we finally got in the car safe and sound. This wasn't the first experience like this that we had, but it was definitely the most unsettling. I work in home bargains three nights a week. I'm 17 and still at college, so at the moment I can only work part-time, but for a teenager, the money's pretty decent. Our store is in a rough area, so we get a lot of creeps, especially at night. But one creep took it way too far. I was working one weeknight and I had checked the time, realizing that it was almost time to close the store. I was excited, as I was at college all day before my shift, and honestly, I just really wanted to go home and sleep. It was around day 30 p.m. and it was winter. It was dark already. We close at 9 p.m. on weekdays, so after 8 p.m. we're usually quiet with only a few customers in the store. My manager had told me to tidy the suite and drink aisles, and as much as I hated the idea of it, I grabbed my trolley and started tidying the Coke and Pepsi bottles. After about 15 minutes of tidying, I noticed a strange guy standing by the suites. He was a young-looking man wearing a black cap and a black winter coat. He was a lot taller than me as well. He just stood by the suites, holding a packet in his hand and staring at it. In general, he gave me really weird vibes. 
and so I turned my back to him and continued to tidy. Another ten minutes passed, and I looked over my shoulder to see the guy still standing there. I looked at him, and he must have felt my eyes on him, because a second later, he looked right up at me. I turned my head as I saw him make a creepy smile and slowly walk over to me. He leaned close to my ear and then whispered, Hey, sorry to bother you, but how much are these? I jumped back a little and turned to look at him, confused as to why he would ask me that when it clearly said 29p on the packet. It's 29 pence, just like it says on the packet. I said and continued to tidy. He thanked me and he told me to have a good shift before walking back to the suites. I was really creeped out by him already and just wanted to finish tidying. A few minutes later, he came back, leaning in close again. Hey, sorry to bother you, but what time do you finish your shift at? This question startled me. Why did this guy want to know when I finished? I also must mention that this guy looked to be in his early 20s, and I'm still under 18. What I said next was the biggest mistake of my life. I finished at 9pm. I wish I never said that. He smiled and thanked me, yet again walking back to the suites. I watched him leave the suite aisle and slowly wander around the store. Keep in mind, it was 10 minutes until we closed, and there were no other customers. Well, just as it hit 9pm, he bought the sweets and a bottle of juice. He left and I then clocked out as soon as possible, feeling creeped out and just wanting to go home. I didn't think much of it and so I decided not to tell my parents. I wasn't in work again until a week later and it was yet again another closing shift. I was tidying the sweets again right around the same time as the week before when I turned to see that same guy yet again. I won't bore you with the details again, but he came over to me and again asked when I finished and when we closed. I tried to be blunt with him just in case he had a crush on me and so he could see I wasn't interested. Again, he stayed at the suites for about 30 minutes before wandering around the empty store. Just like the week before, the only thing he bought were the suites right before he left. The guy didn't show up for a few weeks after that. I was kind of glad, as I didn't want to have any more awkward conversations with this guy. I was working another closing shift, and as I went to clock in, my friend, let's call her Mia, had stopped me. Hey, remember that guy you told me about? He was standing outside the store after we closed last night. I froze. Now, our store is in a mall so all the other stores were closed too. This guy was standing by the stairs with his head down and his head back to the store, as Mia said. She also said that when he saw everyone leaving, he ran. Another one of my coworkers claimed to have seen him too. Mia then begged me to tell my manager, as this guy had never spoken to any other employee other than me, and so I did. My manager then told me to inform someone if I happened to see him again, so that they can keep an eye on him. I felt a little bit safer now knowing that my managers were aware of the situation. Again, more weeks pass and I saw nothing of this guy. 
I was just really hoping the guy was gone for good this time. It was yet another closing shift, but this time I was tidying the cleaning out just before we closed. I made my way to the bottom of the aisle and turned the corner to go into the next aisle. When I saw him, I felt my stomach drop as he gave me that same creepy smile. He whispered a, Hi. But before I could say anything else, I ran to the tills to go find my friend. I told her to call a manager immediately, clearly in a panic, when I saw the guy following close behind the tills. I walked away to find a manager, and the guy left, buying sweets again. I informed my manager, and she took me out to the back office to look at the CCTV footage. I showed her the guy following me on the cameras, and she kept it paused on his face. I was really glad that they now had his face and could identify him if they saw him. She let me go to clock out with my friends as the store was now closed. I was shaken up and wanted so badly to get home. My coworkers and I got to the tills and paid for any shopping we needed. I stood in line planning to buy some sweets when my coworker came back into the store after she had just left. She looked really worried, then said, He's here. Again, I froze, looking out the window of the store to then see the guy waiting by the stairs again in the closed mall with his head down. I panicked, and my manager then told me that it would walk me to my car. As we walked past the guy, I kept my head forward. I thanked him as I got into the car and saw the stalker leave the mall. It's been a few weeks, and I haven't seen the guy since. I'm hoping he was just a creepy guy who didn't know how to talk to girls and meant no harm. It's still scary to think about, though, of what his intentions could have been by waiting on me to leave work. But it still really scares me to go to work in fear that he may come back.